Exodus 16, 16 to 31. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need, one omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, eat that today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. So, two failures of the people here. Verses 19 and 20, they kept the leftovers until the following morning. And verse 27, they searched for it on the Sabbath day. They had been instructed to do neither of those things, and yet some did. It didn't say all did, but it said some did. Were these actions in and of themselves immoral or wrong? No. Saving the leftovers reflects thriftiness, and going out to collect reflects industry, right? These are good Puritan work ethic examples. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is that they'd been instructed not to do both of those things in this particular instance, and yet they did not trust God. So what they did in exercising thrift and industry in those two examples is they exercised a lack of trust in God's word, in God's providence. So for six days, for 40 years, every week for six of those days, this manna would fall from heaven. If they kept any of it from Sunday through Thursday night to the second day, it would rot and stink and develop worms. But on the sixth day, every day that they kept it overnight, it would not rot or stink, and it would be available for them to make bread with. It, miraculous, right? I mean, it's miraculous. And so God was performing this daily miracle, weekly miracle, and yet this was a lost generation. These people did not come to faith, saving faith. They rejected all of this miraculous 
activity that guided them. The pillar of fire by night, the pillar of cloud during the day, and this manna that appears for them miraculously from heaven six days a week. Now, we know the Jewish Sabbath was on Saturday. That was the last day of the week, the seventh day. And yet, with the founding of the church, the Sabbath was moved to the first day of the week. So see, with the Jews, they began their week on Sunday working. Work, 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 rest. Then it changed. Rest, work, 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 work. What's the significance of that, of that change from the Sabbath being on the seventh day of the week to being on the first day of the week? It's huge. God had told Adam and Eve to rest in the garden, yet they rebelled. When he institutes the Sabbath, he doesn't give them that rest until they've earned it. Exemplifying, they're working for this rest. But with the change in the Sabbath came this acknowledgement of the fact that God has done the work on our behalf, and we don't have to do it. So that first day Sabbath rest is God telling us, I have provided for you. Depend upon me. So see, the Israelites had more confidence, more trust in their thrift and industry, at least some of them. Do we do the same these days? Do we have more faith in our own thrift, in our own industry, in our own works than we have in our gods? We all have to ask ourselves that each day. So as we come to the table and in the week ahead, be reminded that our partaking of this on the first day of the week is a reminder to us that God has done all and we can do nothing. And so let's thank Him and praise Him for all that He has done. Father, we praise You. We uh, come to You with empty hands. We have nothing to purchase our salvation with. And yet we have so many uh, thoughts and actions in the week past that would be reason enough to not be saved. So, Lord, we praise you and thank you for the fact that only you could have provided this amazing uh, means by which you have salvaged mankind from their uh, onward march towards hell and death. We thank you, Lord, that we are redeemed, and we look forward to spending an eternity in heaven with you where you have made many mansions for us to dwell in. In Christ's name we pray, amen.